the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. <laughs> Beautiful little cough and splutter there, JB, to uh, kick off. Episode 12 of the Egg Chasers Rugby <laughs> Podcast. Uh, I'm Tim, Phil is here as well. Hi Tim. Uh, we've both just had a day's work and are feeling fine. Jay has had another day of getting on the, on the wagon. Hi Tim. <laughs> so you've had what, a three day stag do? Yeah, started on Friday and we finished last night at uh, about 12 o'clock. Yeah, good. Long, long weekend. Uh, yeah, long weekend. Long, long weekend. Well, we'll hear plenty of stories because actually you and some of your fellow stag party were on BT Sport at the rugby. Indeed we were. Indeed we were. Which we will cover in a little bit. But here's a question to get us going then. Right, it's December now. Christmas party season is here. Loads of office parties will be happening every night. So, question for you. Which rugby player would you most like at your work's Christmas party? Hmm. And why? Did you ever see the Channel 4 programme where they invite people around and people come dine with me? Oh, come dine right, with yeah, me, yeah. yeah. The rugby player, come dine with me. No. I didn't see that. I need to watch this. How have you not mentioned this before? Some old school players uh, Victor Abogu, Ophaya, Kieran Bracken. There was another prop on there. Probing? I can't, rem- I can't remember. They were all good lads. They all came across really well. Um, Pretty funny, and put a few beers away. More, more than more than a few beers away. <laughs> of course they did. Speaking it's... of which, actually, Jay, I think you could do with a bit of hair of the dog listening to you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, good. There you go, Jay. Sorry, carry on. I don't know which rugby player I'd go for, but I do know, because I've thought about this for a long, long time, who I'd most like to uh, have a night out with. Uh, Silvio Bellasconi, definitely. <laughs> uh, now, on, on his dime. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bunga, bunga. Rugby player, though, hmm. I think Andy Powell, he always seems oh, like a good chap. You've, you've, been, you've been out in a like walkabout or something with Andy Powell, haven't you? All right, well... The guy just gets his top off, starts flexing, <laughs> and he's good for he's good for either a, a late-night joyride, and he'll probably give you a lift home in whatever vehicle he happens to be in. Well, this stag uh, weekend, which I was on this weekend... Sorry, this rugby we- uh, research weekend that I was on this weekend, <laughs> uh, a lot of the boys were from Wales. I swear to God, every man from Wales who is between the ages of 20 to 30 and drinks has an Andy Powell story. <laughs> we, I've got three different Andy Powell stories from this weekend alone. Can you uh, repeat any of them? Apparently, they all went boozing out in where was it now? Pontypridd or somewhere, somewhere, somewhere just after he got in trouble for um, going down the M4 in the golf cart. And these guys and their team uh, went out around Pontypridd, 
and they're playing the game with, you know, when you throw a golf ball into um, into a drink and then you've got to neck it. Well, they kind of spotted Andy Powell in the corner. So one of them nipped over, threw in the golf ball. Andy Powell looked at him, necked his drink, got the golf ball, put it in the next drink, <laughs> next, <laughs> necked that drink, and then threw the golf ball across the pub. <laughs> Andy Powell. That's a, yeah, I, I want him to come to my Christmas party. Is that it? Just, <laughs> we'll just start and stop at Andy Powell yeah. or, or the, the entire Australian rugby team. Yeah, a few of them. James O'Connor. Who were for, were, were for a night out. Nick Cummings. Nick Cummins. Nick Cummins. More on him later. Yes. Right, how about this then? Uh, and feel free to suggest your own. Who would you have at your office Christmas party from the from the from World Rugby? Maybe you have an anecdote of a night. In fact, that'd be a good one as we get in through December. Anecdotes of rugby players on nights out. Yes, please. We've already got yeah. one of Andy Powell right there. That would be brilliant. Uh, and obviously, uh, the, there will be some people in Leeds that will have seen Danny Cipriani getting hit by a bus, <laughs> which is another brilliant one. So, uh, anecdotes of rugby players at night. When they're off the clock, uh, you can, I was going to say you can text eight three nine three six. That's just that's my, what I do at work. Um, <laughs> you can at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Right? How about this then? Carlos Spencer, the former New Zealand international fly half, said Australia are nowhere near the force they were. The same for Wales and France. Apart from England and South Africa. No one excites me. And he does. He was also talking about New Zealand in that uh, yeah, interview. I think so it's besides besides his, his native his, New Zealand. Yeah, in his opinion, besides New Zealand, South Africa, and England, mm. no one in world rugby is exciting at the moment. Was he was he with Andy Powell when he was saying that? <laughs> because it, that's that is the most ludicrous thing which I've heard for a while. I knew this would be like red rag um, to a bull for well, just JB. A, well, just have a think about this. Australia, I completely agree. Australia have been uh, have gone from one of the best sides in the world to well, what they are now. Um, a, which, a Wales beating team now. Wales. You've got to remember, as a Welsh fan, um, I've I've been through the years of being absolutely dreadful before Grand Slam won. So to say Wales are not the team that they used to be, when was he referring to? What, in the 1970s, the 1960s? He's talking absolute nonsense. And, and they are comfortably the best team in, in Six Nations, unless, unless France are on form. And how has he skipped France? How How... How can England excite you and France not excite they, you? Well, France finished bottom of the Six Nations. That's yeah. no, no. Look, they only won two games in all 2013. If you want fa- facts and figures, go and read the rugby paper or something like that. If you want innuendo and speculation, that's me. Um, <laughs> Fact-free statements yeah. from JB. Fact-free statements right here. I think he's being a bit unkind to Wales. I, I agree. He's been an um, idiot. To suggest that there's a huge gulf between England... And then Australia, Wales, and France is crazy as well. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Unless you just watched the Wales Tonga game, which was just absolutely awful. Well, I don't know if on your stag do you got to watch the Wales game. Yes, I did. Yeah, yep. I thought it was a cracking game first awesome, and foremost. Wasn't it? Really yeah. good game. Really, good. Um, it, it was a pleasure, a pleasure to watch Quaid Cooper play. It really yeah. was. He was incredible. 50th uh, test match for him, and uh, it is great to have him in the international scene. It would have been a real shame had his exile carried on. I agree with that completely. Do you think if Quade Cooper was playing that the British and Irish Lions uh, tour result would have been different? Absolutely. He's Mm. awesome. He is that good. Absolutely class. That game did wrap up the autumn international season and uh, we're going to move on to the Premiership soon, which was back for another week, of course. But because it ties in nicely with Wales-Australia, we go now to Rugby Oakey. What has become 
the surprise package of the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast and uh, ourselves, none of us thought it would kind of snowball into what it has, which is kind of one of the favourite parts of the podcast. So this all started. Do you remember where it started, guys? How could we forget? Do you remember where it started? Take it away, Alex Corbiziero. Keep it kind of quiet. People on a diet. Scrum is straight. Tom is right. I, I don't, don't deny, deny it. it. Test me. Try, try it. it. Stoutly don't buy it. it. I'm going to grab the microphone and start to fly it. Up, up high. Grab the mic and make you cry. <laughs> Told you before we, we represent, represent L.I. L-I. <laughs> London Irish, you can't deny this. So, so sick. A tenant, you can't buy, buy this. Yes. Would you say that's still your favourite one? Uh, 100%. I don't know, actually, because obviously being a huge narcissist, I was listening to my own voice from the podcast driving back up from uh, Bristol this weekend. And uh, I listened again to uh, Benji Marshall's. It's, I was, was going to say Benji. Good. I, I enjoyed that. It's really good. Sam Tide and Benji Marshall were really good, yeah. But basically, this is celebrating... Rugby Oki is celebrating the... what appears. Well, we all love a sing-song in every rugby club on buses back from away games and stuff. Uh, but it seems like some people love to take the limelight and uh, have a proper old uh, sing on the microphone, as Matt Stevens did on X Factor, Celebrity X Factor. Ben Foden did on his own website with his missus. <laughs> Sam Tiday and uh, Benji Marshall from last week's podcast. Uh, today, we feature someone who's becoming our favourite rugby player, just in general, the Honey Badger, Nick Cummins, Australian and Western Force winger. Now, if you remember last week on the podcast, we featured the Honey Badger and one of those his best post-match chats. Well, the Badger's back. Nick Cummins, how did it feel to be back out at NIB, NIB Stadium tonight? NIB. Um, yeah, mate, it's bloody outstanding. You know, that bloody sea of blue just gets right up you and, uh, and gives, you the, gives you the strength. You know, this time around, I was just thinking, I'm, I'm going to get out there and just go bananas. And, you know, bloody, uh, I was like a rat up a drain pop. Benny McCowan, oh, mate, oh, he's, he came up to me, but he, I think he was huffing and puffing. And, uh, mate, he did well, he did well. He always does. He's a tough rooster. And uh, sweating like a gypsy with a mortgage, actually, when he, when he got up after scoring that try. But, um, mate, he's bloody outstanding. I spent a massive amount of this last week just looking at Nick Cummins' YouTube clips. <laughs> the guy's an absolute legend. As did I, completely independently from you, Tim. Uh, I, th- I think he's brilliant. He's fantastic. I do love him. Before we get on to Nick Cummins singing, I found some brilliant Nick Cummins quotes. His name, the Honey Badger, basically came because he, he said the Honey Badger's his favourite animal and he, he'd like to be regarded like a Honey Badger because he's a little guy who can take down big fellas. So he said he saw a documentary that inspired him. Um, a honey badger killed a male lion in a one-on-one. What? Not true. And, and Nick Cummings <laughs> said, he, wa- he watched this documentary, the honey badger took down a lion, and he says, he clawed the canesters off the big fella, the big one too. That, to me, is outstanding. <laughs> that was, so that's why he's called the honey badger. He's our new favourite rugby player. That's yeah, it. definitely. But he demonstrated his singing voice a little bit in this video that I found. Oh, I love this video. This one, I think it is. He's uh, he's on the beach in Perth, where he plies his trade for Western Force. Have you seen this film? I've not, no. You don't get much of him singing, but you get enough. You get Nick Cummings playing a ukulele, and you get him doing a little bit of singing of an amazing song. G'day, folks. Live from Scarborough Beach, the Honey Badger and Golden Eagle. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, and enjoy the show. That's it. In terms of singing, that's it. 
Oh, the video. Well, so what nice. an amazing International Music Day. <laughs> Remember to share the love through the songs and be good to your mum. Hooroo. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you get a little bit of him singing Peter Andre's Mysterious Girl. Uh, which is enough. It could never be enough. I could can, have two hours of that. I'd want more. The video, which I will post at Rugby Podcast right now, is uh, incredible because it is. It goes into the Peter Andre version of Mysterious Girl, and then it's just Nick Cummins uh, and one of his teammates from Western Force just frolicking on the beach. It is very funny. It's brilliant. <laughs> so that is Rugby Oki for this week, and uh, please keep your suggestions coming in. We'll see if we can keep this going to the end of the year uh, with Rugby Oki and uh, a nice one. There we go. Nick Cummins, we salute you. And we move on. To the Premiership. Uh, it was pretty much all close games, except for Worcester, but that's standard. Um, Even the Worcester game, wasn't it, only uh, the last last 20 minutes? Yeah, did you hear fair. Dean Ryan this week? Uh, what did he have to say? Uh, just the, uh, we asked them questions and they didn't have all of the answers. Yes, yes they did. They had every answer. Every time I, I hear him now, it, it gets more and more desperate. I've just backed myself into this corner. I'm, I'm going to keep defending him. I like him as a as a bloke. I like him as a rugby thinker. And I don't know that many people would do a better job with that squad. I'd do a better job. Right now. Say it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a, a job offer? Yeah, well, well if, 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 if application, sorry. Cecil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your man's right here. Poor old Cecil wasting all that money. But they're all close games. But let's let's talk about the game you were at, JB. You were at the wreck. Oh right, well for Bath uh, against Exeter Chiefs, which we we were really debating that this would be a close one, as it turned out. Well, before I talk about the actual match, um, just a, a quick thing to say, which is we got there. Um, it was obviously a local derby. The place was absolutely packed, but we were short of five tickets. Anyway, the people at Bath were absolutely phenomenal. Probably the best club experience that I've had yet. The ticket office in particular couldn't have been more helpful, so big thank you to Mark, who sort of sorted out, out the tickets. Then when I bought the tickets to hand them out to, out to lads, after you moved he- uh, uh, heaven and earth to get them, unfortunately I bought two extra tickets, which I then had to go back with my tail between my legs to give Mark back the two extra <laughs> tickets. So that was the start. What, what, in, in what way were they just so good, just really helpful? Just tr- yeah, really, really helpful. I mean, that ground... Uh, I don't think there's many better grounds to watch sports in the world. I used to I used to live in Bath, and it used to... On a game day, there was something really special about just being nearby. Yeah. I mean, the, like, these massive stadiums now, say you've got like, an 80,000-seater stadium some, somewhere, very, very nice. But I think the charm of Bath is the fact that it isn't, it isn't that big. You can actually see the town from it, from, from in the stands. It's a beautiful yeah, setting. I like that. It is awesome. And even if you can't get a ticket, there's a little spot just off Pulteney Street, which is the really nice street. Uh, just sort of above and behind at uh, the clubhouse, uh, where you can stand in the railings and just get a view of about two thirds of the pitch. Oh, really? See a bit of it. See most of the game. Well, I, I suppose now most teams are moving their stadiums. Like, for instance, Sale now play play at the the AJ. But I understand why they do it because I mean you can't go and build build a stadium in the centre of Manchester. It just won't work. But I think it'd be a terrible shame if Bath ever have to leave the wreck for whatever reason. Because having that team right in the centre, I think it gives something to town and certainly all, all the city. Uh, and it certainly gives something to Bath as a team that it was awesome. But unfortunately, 
for me, I went there as an extra Chiefs fan for the yeah. day. And by the time I left, I'm now a full-time... Ex- well, other than RGC, who is actually my team, in the Premiership, I, th- I think that I'm going to follow full-time extra Chiefs. A good club, built on good morals, and their fans are awesome. Their fans are they really brilliant. Are their fans are so good. Yeah. I, I always enjoy it when, they're, when, I'm, when I see them as away fans. Oh, yeah, and the game's quite good as well. And what were you wearing in the end? You were talking about you weren't sure what fancy dress you were going to uh, be yeah, wearing so, on this stag um, do. Yeah, so Secret Santa fancy dress. Um, I was dressed as an Indian. Um, hilariously, Indians, according to... Um, to Native friend, American Indians or Indian? As oh, in, uh, like, uh, like, subcontinent uh, Indian. Oh, right, OK. Uh, Native American Indian. A chief, maybe. Um, this entailed me wearing nothing but basically kind of like a, like a leather pelt. Well, that's topless all afternoon. I did, however, bring a T-shirt, which, which was lucky, because obviously it would get chilly. And my dear friend Steve threw my T-shirt into the river. So, um... <laughs> I, was del- you- I was delighted at that, actually. The stag was dressed as Gavin Henson. <laughs> we, um... He did look a bit more like Colin Jarvis, though. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. And at half time, they asked all the boys if they wanted to go and do like you know, the the BT tackleometer thing. No, I just that was nothing to do with this egg chasers connection. That was just luckily not because the um, the uh, producer there said I was too drunk to tackle it. So I, I didn't. Get <laughs> <laughs> so right, bearing in mind, uh, in the new year we are visiting the. BT Sports Studios and doing a bit of a behind the scenes thing and chatting to their guys keep an ear out for that one in the new year on the Egg Chasers podcast unbeknown to them you've already been denied <laughs> yeah. featuring on I, BT Sports I was going to try and plead with saying you know, I, I do a podcast I do a podcast <laughs> wouldn't have known yeah, and if, if you'd have ruined our <laughs> opportunity to go on BT Sport because know, you were too drunk I'll have to check my inbox there might be a uh, sorry boys uh, it's <laughs> no <off>. Indians um <laughs> The other thing as well is they wouldn't let our stag on because he's dressed as Gavin Henson, and apparently that could have been a bit could have been a bit contentious, which I think you know Super Gav would have found that fine. He'd have liked that. Yeah, exactly. But then if the fans all boo him, that wouldn't have been ah, a good look. I think the problem was we handcuffed him. We handcuffed him to his brother who was dressed, dressed as Charlotte Church. <laughs> so I don't, maybe that was it. Maybe, maybe that was it. Uh, in terms of actual rugby in the Premiership, then I mean that was a cracking game as well. It was a good game. It was, it was reasonable. It sort of opened oh, well, up a the, bit. The two tries were phenomenal. Yeah, yeah and t- two kind of PC tries from, yeah. sec- from second rules. Where yeah. do you rate Dean Mum in? Like kind of world rankings for second rowers because I have a feeling that if he's playing international now he'd be a, a lot higher ranked yeah, than what he is I really rate him do you remember his handoff in Super Rugby against the Sharks uh, I think it was the Sharks one of the South African teams his handoff is unbelievable. I just typed in Dean Mum on YouTube and it says Dean Mum Fend is the top yeah. one. It just yeah. all, it just automatically comes up. That's Dean Mum. Oh, Boom! Wow. They're rolling here, the Tars. Dean Mum, brilliant stuff. A weapons grade handoff. Wow. <laughs> he actually lifted the man. It was like a chokehold, like something out of a. You mean a, a choke a bad... slammed him for wrestling fans <laughs> yeah, out there? For wrestling fans, Good a choke slam. A choke Wow, hold. that was immense. <laughs> that could almost be given a red card for a tip tackle. <laughs> yeah. Just on the handoff. Above the horizontal. Yeah. Wow. Um, that was huge. George Ford had a good game. That's the other thing, thing I noted. I'm always a bit disappointed when I see a team that scores all its points through kicks mm. beat a team that scores two, uh, two, two good tries. tries as well. Two lovely tries to watch. Dean Mum outpaced Jack Noel um, no. for that try. Yeah, he did. Incredible. That was a serious gas. I'll tell you what, um, I did notice, in basically I think Bath won that in the back row because Dave Ewers 
never really got no, over the game line as much as he has been doing. And they, he had, he, when, when you've got Francois Lowe and Houston... Yeah. and He had plenty of carries, though. But maybe they're just a little bit too dependent on him. Mind you, they've got, they've got Tom Johnson, too. They've got Dean, Dean Merman. Tom Johnson had a good game. But, yeah. I, but basically, I think one of the big features of Exeter's game has been they've opened the game up a little bit and play a more expansive game, but they've always had that sort of go forward through debuters. And, and Bath yeah, actually... I, nulli- I think, think basically they won it by nullifying well, I mean, they've, they've got monsters on, on the bench like... Uh, like Carl Ferns, which you can bring at half time. Yeah, I know. It's a ridiculous, a ridiculous size pack. Yeah. Um, Sale Sharks gave a really good account of themselves at the Allianz Stadium. Right. Now, two things to note here is probably the performance of um, Cipriani, who looked pretty good. Mm. Pretty good. And the performance of probably the best fly half in the Premiership, Charlie Hodgson, who uh, dispatched Sale with, you know, I wouldn't want to say ease, but he certainly did a good job. Sale are definitely demonstrating the difference from having a defence coach and not having a defence coach in previous seasons. Have What's... Sale got a specific... Yeah, they do, don't they? I, I, don't, I, I don't know. No idea. Mike Forshaw came in, and I think he's made a massive difference. He joined earlier this year, like in in May. He, he joined, f- like, full pre-season. Right. Yeah, but that, so that looks like it's a good acquisition for them, doesn't really it? Really good. Do you think it was the defence that made it? Because you know, looking at, at least at the highlights, you had some sublime kicking from Cipriani. He scored a try, one of his offloads for a second try, which was disallowed, and a drop goal. I think. Uh, yeah, he did get a drop goal. It's pretty. Um, it's a pretty good 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 day out that. Worcester, we've already talked about them, and Northampton are pretty much rumbling on. The really, really close game was London Irish get who lost uh, yeah. at home to London Wasps. Terrible. And Marlon Yard has now ruptured a hip tendon. Um, Ooh, that sounds nasty. And Brian Smith had to come out and defend picking him on the wing uh, because he had some injuries when was released by England because of a lack of fitness and, and injury and then was put straight back into action and has now ruptured a, a tendon. Um, and... Bad news for England as well because Christian Wade has now been ruled out for six months with ligament. I think it's ligament damage yeah, in his ankle. What, if, if England have got strength and depth, it's on the wing. Do you reckon? Yeah, Strettle, we, Ashton. They can play Foden yeah, there. We, we had Foden playing, he, he, and he played pretty solidly, but playing out of position. And previously, we've had Mike Brown playing out of position there. I think that's just to get Mike, Mike Brown on the pitch. Uh, it's a little bit like when England in football played Paul Scholes out on the left. It's like, yeah, they're a good player, but you want much better if you if they're in their natural position. Yeah, particularly international level, where I, I always say it's it's such fine margins, and that kind of half a yard in the wrong position or that yeah. microsecond to react to something slightly slower because you're not used to it, it does make a huge difference. So I don't like to see people being played out of position. Mm. Yeah, in, yeah no, that's internationally. I think that's fair enough, but it's not like they're, they're losing their tight head prop. Fair enough. True. I want to mention a, a couple of championship games that happened over the weekend. They both happened on Sunday, actually, but there was a there was a game on Sky. S- sorry, <laughs> hang on. Before you do, you're just going to gloss over the performance of Andy Good. Was, was he particularly good? He, he was very good. Ran the show. Very good. Uh, but no, I just want to quickly um, mention a couple of championship games. I thought it was really good using that cliche. Great advert for the championship and it's easy to forget about it but there is some real good quality rugby going on in the league below and it was Bristol 22, Leeds Carnegie 28. Really good game. It was one of the few games Sky have got. Uh, <laughs> so fair enough, I, I gave it a watch and uh, I was really impressed. So I just thought Ooh. I'd give a quick shout for the, for the championship. Some good stuff yeah, going on there. very good. Always like that. Should we move on? Yeah, go on then. Right. I'm going to play some music which is going to introduce our dream team. <laughs> so the dream team 
is where we choose a topic and then select a 15 of people that deserve to wear that shirt. Always provides a bit of contentious debate and you can always give us your thoughts at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, eggchasers.com. Now listen, uh, today's, this music is because today's topic for the Dream Team is, I don't know how to put this, is porn putting it too? <laughs> it's quite blunt, it? but yeah. It's well, quite blunt. Should we just call it an adult? The adult 15. The the triple X 15? <laughs> yeah. The X-rated 15? Yeah, X-rated 15. Porn, uh, porn was how you described it to us. Yeah, it was. I guess the message across. But here we go then. So we're selecting just basically players who've got rude sounding names. <laughs> Pretty much is what it comes down to. So we start in the front row then? Go on then. Cocker? Uh, Tony, no, no. T- Tony Woodcock? Tim Cocker. Cocker, yeah. Cocker, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I could be a hooker. Uh, Tony Woodcock, New Zealand. Yeah. Good, solid. Is it? <laughs> Jay, is it? Yeah, I think it's good. No, no, he's <laughs> went over his head. Lost it. What? He's not firing on all cylinders today. He's I'm not, not, I'm sorry, he? boys. I'm, I'm firing on a solid six today. You just said solid. Hey! <laughs> Got there in the end. Uh, mm. There's a couple of other Wood-related ones. Yeah, go on. Nick Wood. Yeah, Gloucester. Tom Wood. Tom Wood. But that's, well, a, that's a back row. We're in front just, row. Just in front row. You're just saying the wood, wood ones. Wood. Yeah, but we're in front row, Jay. Get uh, with it. Trevor Woodman. Trevor Woodman. Uh, I've, got, I've got another prop. Go on. Carl Rimmer. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Excellent Chiefs prop. Very good. I didn't have that. Um, BJ Botha. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! I knew this was going to be a good one. <laughs> oh wow. wow! I didn't. I didn't appreciate this. So when you told me about this um, category, I didn't appreciate it until I started looking into it and doing a bit of research. And then I was like, oh my God, this is going to be brilliant. Who do we go for there? I, I think Carl Rimmer's got to get in. Rimmer, what? BJ. <laughs> they're awesome. My, yeah, they're, they're the best too. Uh, uh, hooker then. I bet we all have exactly the same one written down as our first choice. Yeah. Should we say on three? One, two, three. Andrew, Andrew Hall. Hall. <laughs> <laughs> although, although Andy Titterall. Yeah. Uh, uh, shot. Whose nickname is Tits. Yeah. Of course it is. The second one. It's Andrew Hall, though, isn't it? Andrew so, Hall. So we've got a brilliant oh, front row. I don't think we need to discuss BJ it. Bota, Andrew Hall, Carl Rimmer. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I bet there's a couple of names that feature in second row that we all have as well. Go on. Uh, James Hallwill. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, Hallwill, I thought, well, anyway. Uh, uh, and I bet the other one we've, we've both got. Possibly. Dick Greenwood. Oh, no. Uh, is he a second row? It had him down as a second row. I had to research Will him. Greenwood's dad was Dick Greenwood. Dick Greenwood, yeah. Nice. Uh, Danny Grucock. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. so obvious. So I think, um, and I also had uh, New Zealand lock. He played for New Zealand a few years ago. Jeremy, Jer- Jeremy Thrush. <laughs> Good. Yes. Good. Is that is that a consequence of too much action? I don't know. How did you get Thrush? Well, maybe, no maybe this isn't the place for that yeah. discussion. Let's not talk about that now. Danny Grucock's got to get Danny in, Grucock. hasn't he? And yeah. then or Dick, Dick Greenwood. Greenwood. I quite like Dick, Dick Greenwood. Dick Greenwood. Dick, Dick Greenwood. Dick Green- yeah, definitely. <laughs> Defo. Dick Greenwood and Danny Grucock in the second row. That's brilliant. Uh, back row then. I've got two options at blindside, both with the same surname. Um, Gloucester's Matt Cox and, Ooh, well. and Edinburgh's Sean Cox. Yeah. Good. Sean, Sean Cox is a bit more of a second row, isn't he? Yeah, he plays um, sort of... Chris Cracknell. 
Oh, nice. <laughs> I like that a lot. Oh, he was an England sevens player, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he used to play for Exeter when they were in the championship, I think. JB's already mentioned Tom Wood. Yeah. And what about this one? A Canadian international who played for a bit in Wales at Ospreys, Chauncey O'Toole. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, uh, cross, cross codes, you go with Ian Hardman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Two more. David Pocock. And going back a few years from... The British and Irish Lions, 1955 tour to South Africa. Wow. They had a player called Tug Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's in. So how, how do we pick a back row out of that lot then? Tug Wilson. Tug Wilson. Be? Matt Cox, Chris Cracknell and Tug Wilson. Fantastic. Right, we're moving to the backs. This is this is brilliant already. Tim, Tim, what did you have? Uh, Neil, Neil de Kock. Yeah, yep. I got him. I had one... The, a, a guy that I played against a few years ago. Um, he's currently playing at Roslyn Park. I think he was at Barking when I played against him. He's called Jack Gash. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yes. Hang on. If I had come up with Jack Gash, you know, you, you'd, all, you'd be all over me saying this can't be verified. This know. is verified. That he's can played be, against it be, him. It can be no. verified. You, I can, well, I can bring how you about on. this for verified then? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said hooker Max Pepper. Admittedly, I got, <laughs> I, I got it from a... Under-13s. Under-13s match report from Barnard Castle. Anyway, on the car down, someone said, Max Pepper, I know his dad. So it can't, <laughs> can't be verified. Wow! So you can be verified, so take that back. Fair enough. Jack Gash, you can actually get up a team sheet of Barkin versus Sedgley Park a couple of years ago. Jack Gash might even have to be captain, even though he's an unknown. Oh no, I'm pretty sure my guy will be captain. Okay, fair enough. Okay, wow. Fly half. I've got got a pair of brothers, which probably won't both get in. Come. The Bells, Tommy and Chris Bell. Yeah. Um, So Tommy Bell plays fly half. Uh, I, I didn't have that. Yep. We could also have had Duncan Bell at prop, but uh, I didn't have those two. I only oh, had, yeah, Duncan Bell, cool. I only had one fly half. Yeah. Um, a guy that was signed by Edinburgh this year, um, although I don't think he's actually played for them, he's called Bruce Dick. Yeah, good enough. <laughs> That's brilliant. I do I do feel like a, a little bit of a, a school kid, just giggling at these. <laughs> Bruce Dick. Who should we go? Do you want Bruce Dick or Tommy Bell? Bell. Bell. Tommy Bell is Better in. known. Centres, then. Toulouse. I think it's a good one. Yves Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought you could have had Gordon D'Arcy oh. as well. Any other senses? I had BJ Mother. No, okay. Dual Ju- nice. code. Yeah, we've had the BJ thing before. Um, have you? <laughs> That's why Phil's in such a good mood this evening. <laughs> um, a Welsh international, Neil Boobier. Boobia, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I remember him. Spelt B O B Y E R. Boobia, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like. Let's go, Boobia. Eves Dongi and uh, <laughs> Neil, Boobia. Neil Boobia in uh, uh, in in midfield. There was also um, a South African centre from the nineteen seventies called Peter Whip. No, you, no, no. I said <laughs> last week, right, Arthur Lemon. <laughs> Uh, passed away uh, 1984 number 8 for Neath and Wales wasn't allowed it but no you you, you crack on we've got Eves Donkey and Neil Boobier yeah uh, wingers then wingers Nick Cummings Nick Cummings yeah, yeah. Nick Cummings. the honey badger just gets right up yeah and bloody uh, I was like right up a drain pipe I think he was huffing and puffing and he's a tough rooster sweating like a gypsy with a mortgage actually <laughs> He's good. Been, he's been mentioned plenty of times. Right, I've got one, I've got a good one that I thought of only on the in the car on the way here. Paul Saki. 
I, oh, did you, did you I, had, I had four sake. I you love know. it. I think it's brilliant. Although there is, right? It, it's probably, it won't be right for this 15, but an honourable mention for a women's French international called Fanny Horta. Nice. <laughs> she nice. plays on the wing. But no, Paul, Paul Saki and uh, Nick Cummins. Wingers with fullback. I'm not going to say this. I'm going to ask Phil to read it because my reading is notoriously bad. But I found this this guy <laughs> who plays fullback in New Zealand. Can be verified. <laughs> How would you say that, Phil? Uh, David David Felcher. <laughs> Spell <laughs> Felcher. Captain. Captain. Spell F E L T S C H E E R. Nickname <laughs> Felch. <laughs> oh God! Plays in New Zealand. <laughs> if, if you're if you're very young, a young rugby fan listening to this, don't look up what that is. <laughs> Just ignore it. Don't Ign- go to UrbanDictionary.com. No, igno- and not do that. Ignorance is bliss. Please no. Uh, I, I did have a couple of other fullbacks. Yeah, go on. Perhaps not of the same caliber. Uh, William Ryder. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, and Willie Larue. Oh, good, good. Who do we pick as the fullback? Then do we go with uh, JB's? Find? Da- David Felcher. David Felcher. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> Can I just read out our fifteen? Yes, please do. <laughs> our our X rated. Porn 15 is... Um, well, true. Just before you read oh, it yeah, out, go on. Uh, has anyone got a coach? Yeah. Oh! And yeah, I, I, I do, I do, I and do. I, and I've got a stadium. I've got a stadium. I've got a stadium <laughs> as well. <laughs> I bet we've got the same one. Um, I've got a coach. Dick Best. No. Oh. I had a different coach. Go on. Uh, I had Les Kiss. He <laughs> 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 was Ireland's defence defense coach uh, who took over... After Declan Kidney uh, replacement for a, a short period. Les Kiss is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, go on, then what's your stadium, Jay? Shall we do it at the same time? Three, two, one. Six ways. Parker's Butts. <laughs> <laughs> I like yours better. <laughs> what was yours, Tim? Barker's Butts. It's a, rug- it's a rugby club in the in the Midlands, I think. <laughs> Six ways. Six ways. That's amazing. I love it. Although, have you seen the picture of the new Qatari World Cup football stadium? I reckon that could uh, potentially be a stadium for this 15 to be playing. Oh, really? Have you not seen it? Nope. No. Have you not seen a picture? Nope. Oh, my word. How have you missed this? Hold on a minute. Uh, Qatar Stadium. Right. I'm going to show you a picture of the Qatar National Stadium. So this is for the the World Cup that's coming the up World in, Cup in 2015. 2015. This, this is where... So, oh, no, 2022? This is one where they're going to have to hope climate change really takes hold. Or I'm, I'm going to show like. you a picture of what the stadium looks like. You tell me if you think that looks... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> horrific. That is horrific. Who did that? Do you it know does what? look a bit like a rugby ball, though. A little bit like a rugby ball. Do you know what this is? A bit is? like something else, too. <laughs> this is clearly the product of a country which doesn't really allow women to do much. Because if they did, if they just had one woman on that design team, they might have put their hand up and gone, guys, this isn't a great idea. <laughs> what you're doing, not good. <laughs> um, one final thing before we leave the Dream Team. There is a, a quad rugby team in America, so wheelchair rugby, um, who are called the Portland Pounders. Nice. <laughs> the... Uh... Go Pounders The Pawn 15 Looking for bigger tackles Than softer hands Oh Like it Nice 
That's the strap line. Uh, we've got. They play it six ways. They're, well, they're, they're coached no. by Les Kiss, and the fifteen is BJ Botha, Andrew Hoare, Carl Rimmer, D- <laughs> Dick Greenwood, Danny Grucock, Matt Cox, Chris Cracknell, Tug Wilson, <laughs> Jack Gash, Tommy Bell, Nick Cummins, Eves Dongy. <laughs> Neil Boobier, Paul Saki, and David Felcher. <laughs> that boy, that's that's very, fine work. Very well good. Well done, lads. Well done. If there is another name that deserves to be uh, mentioned, I'm sure we'll hear about it. <laughs> please let us know um, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Now, there's another little talking point that I know we've uh, we've been itching to uh, get our teeth into on the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. So let's do it right now. Then it's the matter of supplements. <laughs> <laughs> Now there was a surgeon who, who came who came out a week or so ago and said that rugby players have got too big and they're doing too many weights. Um, and one of the things which is, of course, helping to fuel this growth in muscle mass and power and all the rest of it is it's not the cause of it but by any stretch. Cause you've still got to do the work, but supplements are helping. But haven't they got ridiculous names? They have. <laughs> what, what supplements do you take, Phil? Because you're kind of still semi-pro, just about um, ish. Yeah, just about just regular stuff like a pre-game. Thing that's creatine, caffeine, taurine, and and some stable carbohydrate. Um, stable, <laughs> you nerd. <laughs> and then like a, a post game, post workout thing that's basically protein and carbohydrate, basic stuff. I do also take some like a multivitamin, some fish oil, and that kind of thing, and um, vitamin D supplement. It's interesting speaking to a few lads that I've played with recently about like pre game supplements and pre game nutrition. Two of the lads were like. Their description of what they wanted was, I just want something that makes my head go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> we, and I, I, the last thing I want when I've got 15, 18 stone men <laughs> running at me is my head going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like, as focused and, and like, switched on as I possibly can be. Do you remember the, there's a tragedy around Jack 3D? Do you remember, do you remember that stuff? Do you remember Jack yeah. 3D? So Jack 3D. I'm not familiar with this. No. Okay. So like Jack a, 3D a pre, had um, pre-workout. It's a pre-workout thing, and if you're about to smash the gym for 30, 30, 30 minutes to an hour, it helps you out. So um, unfortunately, some people started taking it for taking it for marathons. Not a great idea. Anyway, after the first incident, which which made the news. Uh, there was actual demand for it in my rugby club. People started stockpiling Jack yeah. 3D. I, I've I've heard people having exactly the same conversation in rugby clubs and in gyms saying, well, they've banned it, so it must work. Exactly. Uh, and there's another thing we had, these, like, shot things. And it gives you, like, recommended daily allowances of various things. Some of the things I can't even read. Because they're only, like, a 25 mil shot or 50 mil shot. So it's 0.5 something, 0.5 something else, RDA. And then the last one is over 1 million percent sense of your RDA <laughs> of a substance that I don't understand. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. um, one, one of the lads in our club was taking a, a pre-game, it was a pre-workout, um, but he was taking it pre-game. It's called Mutant Rage. <laughs> <laughs> who looks at... Oh, who looks at... <laughs> who looks at something like that and thinks, ah, oh, yeah, that's... Just before a game, I don't know who that's aimed at. <laughs> Something that we had a bit of a chat about the other week, um, a supplement that, um, which is a very, very good supplement, Winter Sun Complex. What, what Winter Sun? So what, is this like Winter like season affective disorder or something like that? Yeah, it, it, that kind of thing. Um, so there's a lot of studies recently showing that that everyone is vitamin D deficient. 
and it has a lot of negative effects. It's not just like the the far end of the scale is obviously rickets and that kind of thing, but just for like other vitamin and nutrient absorption and just general health, strength, mood, things like that is very important. So it's it's a really really good product. Winter Sun Complex. Cool. Well, one naturally occurring uh, herb, which I know quite a lot of people use, horny goatweed. I just think <laughs> that should be the official supplement of our X-rated 15. Horny goatweed. Horny so, goatweed. What exactly does horny goatweed do? No idea. I'm not entirely sure what horny goatweed does, but uh, goatweed does. But another couple of names. There's uh, there's one supplement called nuclear garbage. Wow. What? Yep. I load. What? As well, which is I load, I load, I load. Gri- a- <laughs> I load. <laughs> I know that uh, is coming back to uh, BJ, BJ both. Yeah. Good lord! And uh, green bulge uh, is another one, which is uh, that's unhealthy. They use a picture of Hulk as their <laughs> advertising slogan. So uh, these are unreal. We had we had a few years ago. I've been tested in the past like that as, as a club, and we got a list sent out by the team manager of banned supplements. And one on there was called Hemo Rage. <laughs> <laughs> and so one of, one of the What's lads... What's with all the rage? So to the email, one of the lads replied straight away, can you get me two tubs of Hemo Rage, please, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Hemo Rage and Mutant Rage. Yeah, and also, do you know when it goes like drug committee? And like, say if you got caught and you have got, got, got a good trial and, and you're there in, in front of like the QC and whoever, and whoever else it is who's running the panel... You can't tell them it's not um, performance enhancing when it's called hemo rage. <laughs> I mean, you don't have a leg to stand on, do you? I mean, oh dear! If any of your teammates use uh, something as funny sounding as hemo rage or mutant rage, then um, it won't just. I'm sure it's not just Sedgley Park. Then uh, <laughs> at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, it's, it's definitely not because there's two players who've been banned th- this year. Got got caught and tested this year um, for. I can't remember what it was. I think it was, yeah, I I think it was a steroid, which wow. is obviously a lot more serious. Well, mm. Maybe that's, maybe that's you know, like, I can't believe it's not butter. Maybe there should be a supplement. I can't believe it's not roids. <laughs> 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 uh, listen, right, make sure you give us a listen on the Thank Rockets Friday podcast. We release it on a Friday, and it's our little preview of the upcoming weekend matches, and it's back to the Heineken Cup this week. Go on, Phil. Sorry. Um, Sorry. There's talkingrugbyunion.co.uk. Um, I've hosted uh, the last podcast and hopefully we'll be hosting the next one. I like that. Just a bit of collaboration between people. We're all doing this just for the love of the game uh, with great stuff that we've had. And, uh, well, someone's phone's going off, so that's obviously our sign to skedaddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that your phone, JB? It is my phone. How are you feeling now? You, you, you seem better than you were at the start. I've perked up a bit. I've yeah, you have. Uh, well, we will be back on Friday to preview the weekend's Heineken Cup. So catch us on Friday for a bit more rugby action on Thank Rockets Friday. Nice one for listening. And I'm going to let... The hungover JB selects who you want to be sung out by today. Let's have Benji Marshall again. It's Benji Marshall playing guitar and Sammy T, Sammy Tide, the Australian World Cup winning rugby league player. Mm -hmm. Singing. Yeah, Benji Marshall. Yeah, singing from last week's podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Cheers, Sam. Took her for a drink on Tuesday. Oh, we were making love by Wednesday. And on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, we chilled on Sunday. 
Monday. I took her for a drink on a Tuesday. We be making love by Wednesday. And on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, we chilled on Sunday. One, two, three, and to the four. Benji and Sammy T knocking at your door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we about to rip it up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Benji and Sammy together, now you know you're in trouble. Monday. Took her for a drink on Tuesday. We be making love by Wednesday. And on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, we chilled on Sunday. 